Hello. We are glad you found us. Please sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to When Life Attacks. I had my stomach pumped two times my senior year. Which earned the approbation of all my plastered fears. Now I do my weekly bleeding at trendy AA meetings. I was a social monster, but now I serve my sponsor. So this week we are joined by Scott Angus. Hey, how's it going? Of course, I'm James Hamilton. The uh, holiday and birthday for Mr. McFalls was obviously a bit too much. Uh, sounds like he partied too hard. Or he says... Fell off the wagon. He says it was his neck. Uh-huh. Now this happens to be on a week where we're in transition because we're moving our studio and... Uh, because of the fact we're moving our studio, most of our stuff is in boxes. So we've sort of set up a Yeti microphone, which is sort of a cheaper USB. I don't know. If it's, it's we're, doing, com- we're doing a gorilla podcast. That's yeah, it's like a $150 microphone. We're about, ten, we're, we're about three feet from each other, <laughs> huddled around a small microphone like it's a fire. I have two. I have two USBs. You can see the other one right here. Yeah, I can see it. The audience can't. No, they can't. But <laughs> I had it. Yeah. And for some reason, it doesn't want to recognize it on my $2,000 computer. Yeah, we don't want to blame anybody, but... I don't know. I feel like blaming. They claim it's because they have the same signature. Yeah, digital f- uh, footprint. Now, we spent the holiday, for the most part, together. Mm-hmm. But you had family coming to town unexpectedly. How did you like that? Uh, at first, it was a little weird. Mom showed up within, what, three days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, man, I should back up. Last time we talked to you, you were about to have a, a son. Yep, yep. And now we've had a son, and we named it uh, Scott the Third. So he's he's named after you. Yeah. And I decided to call him Norman because there's just there aren't enough Scott nicknames. Right, right. Yeah, and it's, I've had them all. So. <laughs> right. Now, uh, what's it like? How is it? Uh, it's tiring. It's good though. Um, there's a. A definite adjustment, like a definite adjustment, right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> so hit me first night home. Well, at the hospital you had a lot of help, right? Yeah, your wife was there. Uh, she helped with the delivery. Right. Thank God. But that, that that's that was a craziness. Tense. Yeah. But take us to like where things have settled down. When they hand you the kid, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna go." <laughs> yeah. So on the way home. That was probably like I was probably the most defensive driver on the on the road. Right. You're just like looking twelve cars ahead of you, making sure tires are inflated and people look awake before you pass them. So it was a precious cargo transport. Yeah, it's an intense it's an intense trip home. I felt like people are out to kill us, you know. <laughs> Some kind of a chase scene from from a movie. Now when you get home, when do you realize that it might not be cool for you to leave? immediately yeah immediately you realize oh i can't i can't leave like you know usually be like ah, i'll go to the gym or hey i'm gonna go play video games or whatever right and now it's like oh that's right i can't 
and you can't really argue with it. Right, because she's just had a baby. Yeah. She's tired, she's emotional, Yeah, and you haven't had the whole interaction with baby on board like she has, mm-hmm. so there's a different bonding process going on here. You've just been handed a noisy football. Right, yeah, and it's foreign to you. But, I mean, after a few days, you do you do start to realize, you know, that it's probably best that you hang out. <laughs> right, right. If, and you want to. You want to hang out. So. You want to be with him. Or yeah. She wants to be with him, but she's kind of... I mean, there's a lot going on for her. She The, the girl really, if she's going to do any kind of breastfeeding or anything, is attached to the child. Yeah. Can't go anywhere. So she's sort of, there's sort of a thing in there for the boy where you're like, well... Since you can't go, I'll just run to the store right, real yeah. quick. I mean, you kind of yeah, kind of talk around it. Well, you know, help us both out here. But it was like a week or something, something like that, a week before I even tried to float out that idea. <laughs> and it's been how long now? Twelve weeks today. Twelve weeks today. Mm-hmm. And we had so when mom blew into town, she came to see Norman. Had she seen him before? Nope, it's the first time. So she came from South Carolina up to see... Yeah. Yeah, that was good. That was a good thing. I, I think it worked out well because, I mean, during the holidays, it's so so crazy and hectic. you got so much stuff going on. And it's nice to have an extra pair of hands there. How soon did you want to go back to work? <laughs> was, today was a good day. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, when the baby oh, first came. Oh, after the baby? Yeah. Oh. Did you go right back to work? I waited a week, and then I worked at home for a week, and then I went back. Were you happy to go back? A little bit. You get. I felt like you got a little bit of... Cabin fever? A little bit of a break, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't... A, it's a bad thing. It just, it's nice to get a little bit of break, you know, because you're always doing stuff when you're home. Yeah, but at the same time, I get it. It's, it's hard to go from uh, childless and independent to all of a sudden somebody's got to be mm-hmm. with him it's or not together. Like, it's not like a pet, right? I just... You put him in his kennel, he'll be all right. You just come back and forth. He can't. It's got to be with you. You got to be attentive. Feed him. Yeah, if he starts screaming, that's your job. You know, can't. It's he doesn't know any better, so it's like ah. So. And sleep. What's sleep been like for you? <laughs> every three hours, you wake up. <laughs> every three. Every so three hours. So why can't it be every six? It's they get hungry. But she gets up right. Yeah, but every you three, gotta be up. And then you get up, but yeah. the next, is that the interval not working every six hours for both of you? No, no. I you, think, for well, for the first couple of weeks she did that, and then after that it was kind of like, well, you should be getting up too. You can help me prepare. She didn't like watching you sleep. Yeah, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get that, though. I could see why she would, I don't know, want you to. They go through so much, so it's like. You almost can't. You almost just got to do whatever they say. Oh, okay, sure. Makes sense. Even though a rational person are like, well, it'd be better if one of us was fully rested. Right. <laughs> In case of emergencies. But I can understand why that wouldn't fly. Because you know what? If I'm going to go through this, you're going to go through this yeah. too kind of a thing. Yeah, we're in this thing together. Now, at what point, because you got to kind of watch that. If you do everything they say, you know, because you're trying to be cooperative, mm-hmm. you got to pick your times where you don't do, you know, you don't want to be the second child. Right, like yeah. she's mom to two kids. Right. Fuck that. Right, yeah. Um, it's it's definitely it's like you're walking on eggshells, but you pick your spots, you pick your battles. Because mm-hmm. you want you got to be, you got to have your man hat on, right? Yeah, you gotta like 
I'm not saying you have to be chauvinist, but there's got to be sort of a equilibrium to things. You don't want to just be the noodle in the house. Okay, honey. Right, right, right. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to be submissive, I guess. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so mom comes into town, and is she taking some of the weight off, wanting to be with baby, or does that wear off quickly for mom for grandma? No, she's been great. She has. Yeah. Well, then you're lucky. Yeah, it worked out well. I mean, the, the wife, she didn't want to. She didn't want her staying at her house right away. So, well, she was saying that it was her last week, and she was sort of looking for this real, like, I don't know, puritanical atmosphere for right. herself, mm-hmm. where like, you know, the doves would be chirping, and right. she'd be with child, and right, and all of a sudden someone's in the house. Now, she seems pretty relaxed by this. Like she's been able to go get coffee and go get things done and decorate mm-hmm. the house. And yeah, so, we definitely had some freedom. So. I think yeah. she's liked it in the long run. But. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, it would be nice if your mom actually lived closer more often. For sure, for sure. Uh, her, Your mom was close, so that's nice. But yeah. sometimes she can be a little unreliable. Well, she, she's a entrepreneur. Yeah. And so what <laughs> drives her from t- moment to moment is the needs of the business, because mm-hmm. the needs of the business feed her. So, yeah, she can be busy. I think uh, we're going to... She's going to watch on Monday, so... The very first week, day is like, oh, well, I got something going on until noon. And I'm like, I go to work at 8, so <laughs> how would this have worked? I like how you slid that in there. She's going to do Mondays. What he's really telling you is that my mom, his mother-in-law, is going to no longer work on Mondays. And if she does, she's going to be bringing the baby to the office to take one day of daycare off their shoulders. Yeah, because daycare is insane. Today was the first day of that, and right away in the morning, Mom was calling Scott saying, well, I have a noonish type thing. Could we work it out then? And, of course, you've got to work. Right. So what is the reality here? Is this really going to work? I don't know. I don't know either. It's to be determined, man. It's, it is what it is. Did you... Uh, you knew going into it, so... Did you enjoy the holiday? I was so freaking tired to the max and i really didn't <laughs> and we, on top of that i got sick so all day saturday it was just shot so i i told everybody last week travis and i were talking about the holiday and we we're kind of going through airports and i was trying to convince him to help with lights did you do lights no not yet no lights did you do uh i we think we're gonna go laser show this year see how that works okay it's so really you lazy. saw that you had to put two lights out that would make a laser show on the house yeah so it's like mm, your pattern changes you don't have to climb up on the ladder have you looked at these because there are many out and you mm-hmm. don't see them because the light intensity is not there and they I suck. know I, I saw that but you know what i live in a coal sack i'm not really gonna worry so about you're it. just like I put it out there, and mm-hmm. even if it doesn't work, it's worth the 50 bucks to say, well, we tried it this year, and mm-hmm. I don't have to put the lights mm-hmm. on. Maintenance free. You just plug the guy in. Done for the year. I think they, they increase that intensity. They're onto something. You can change your patterns up every night. Yeah. I think it's shit. It's only in green and red. I wasn't impressed. Yeah. That was a big Black Friday thing, right? It's usually 100 yeah. bucks, and now it's 50 Yeah, I think so, yeah. What did you think? Did you go out for Black Friday? Uh, Yeah. Still disappointed, but I wasn't really in the market for a TV, which seems like to be the hot item mm-hmm. these days. So I heard you had too many TVs, first world problems. But <laughs> I got DVDs. It's the best time to get your DVDs. Six dollars. Yeah, 
So I have, over the last three years, noticed something about Cyber Monday and Black Friday. All of the doorbusters, quote-unquote doorbusters they're offering, are all products at the end of the product cycle. Or just shit. So the Nest 3, there's a Nest 4 coming out. Oh, yeah, that's true. Knock 50 bucks off of it, so, you know, you can get that now. Same thing with the drones. And anything that's the recent cycle is, like, 20 bucks off. You're like, pfft. Yeah, fifteen percent off. That's and yeah. you know that's not an unusual deal right, to find. Right. Yeah. Or if you're into gaming, it's like all these bundles come out. Well, I already got that game. I don't really need this bundle, so it's not a big deal for me. But well, they did flush you out of the the weeds, and you went and got a new yeah, Xbox S just prior coming here. One but terabyte I had to make version. Sure someone, no, I got the five hundred gig since I already had a four terabyte hard drive hooked up to it. So. See, I did the same thing for somebody in our family. <laughs> uh, they are offering the 500 gig Xbox S because they're going to get rid of the 500 gig mm-hmm. Xbox S. They just flushed them all out. Yep, so they're yeah. just flushing them like out, saying, knocking them the 50 cycle. bucks, yeah. and the product cycle. Uh, I've noticed the same thing with tools. Like there's certain Dwalt or Milwaukee or Ryobi or whatever. And they come with like shitty batteries. Yeah, or... they're not quite the tool that you thought you were buying. Mm-hmm. The color, the plastic's a little off. Yeah. It it's just a, it's it's just a little irregular. Off. It's like an irregular tool. Yeah. Yeah. You're not gonna get up. Didn't pass inspection. Yeah, at least I'm not going to get up and go out of my way because these the prices that they're giving you for Black Friday is going to be the price of the closeout after Christmas. Yeah, I did see a couple of good things. Uh, I saw some bigger sales, but you had to like really want that particular item. Yeah, the higher end ticket items. The OL ED LG TV, for instance, the opulent. Um, yeah, it's still like twenty five hundred, whatever, but it's half off basically. Yeah, it was twenty four, and they dropped it down to seventeen. But there again, I did a little bit more research and found out well, there's a newer, bigger, better thing coming yeah. out, and these are all kind of closeout prices happening on Black Friday. Yeah, and last year we got it. The wife is really impulsive in buying. We're at Walmart, and they had their like doorbuster one hundred and thirty dollar TV, and I'm like, this is gonna be shit. We bought it. It was shit. It was, like, I told just you it was gonna be shit. Horrible shit. Yeah, it's like this is the worst. This this is worse than like the old Trinitron Sony's. You know the big, massive monster TVs. I'm like, those blow this out of the water. This is. That's where the me- the motion rates and the megahertz really come in. To Pixels are like TVs. yeah, gigantic. <laughs> you want to shoot for something that's over sixty hertz. You're looking for 120 hertz minimum on a TV. Yeah, oh yeah for sure. Especially you, with the content out right now. Yeah, it just, particularly with video games, mm-hmm. you get that stair-step effect where the it's like the TV can't keep up with the image Yeah, in the frame rate. There's a lot. Uh, I didn't know about that until last, or earlier this year I bought a new gaming television. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, um, and I'm playing this game. And I, you know, you try to go left or you go right, and it took like a second. It felt like a whole second before it actually happened on the screen. I was like, "What the hell's going on?" So I just did a bunch of research, and I was just like, "You, you gotta go. You gotta make sure you do your research if you're gonna buy shit like that." Because now, yeah, it's like that's frustrating. You can't. You wouldn't notice it in a movie. No, and it's a deliberate. It's like they built a deliberate handicap into these mm-hmm. cheaper TVs so that there was enough levels of 
you know, high end to low end. Mm-hmm. I hate when they build in imperfections. Like your car, they know when the fuel pump's going to go out or the battery's going to be short. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 35,000 miles. Yeah. It's just terrible waste. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It irritates me. Did you get anything? This year, what I found that were pretty good deals were when I went directly to the manufacturer. Like, because I'm a contractor, I end up burning through clothes pretty bad. So I tend to buy some clothes at Duluth Trading. They almost never have sales. They had a 30% off sale. That was pretty cool. Um, yeah, those clothes are... those. I love their ads. Yeah. The Duluth Trading Company ads are, are probably the best. Have you ever seen a company not actually show you what you're going to buy, but a cartoon version and right. be successful? No, not really. It's insane marketing. I would have been in the room like, I object, but right. it's working. Right. I got some... The girl stuff is actually decent sales. So if there was... If there were clothing or there were fragrances and there were significant discounts, that stuff was good Black Friday fodder. Mm-hmm. I can't tell with family stuff like kitchenware and vacuums and things because, it's again, that seems like they're at the end of their product cycle, so they're either going to discontinue this, right. this line of kitchenware or they're going to get rid of this vacuum. They really kind of fuck you on Black Friday. I think, I think when... You really go out for Black Friday just to see what happens. Like you know something's gonna happen. Like there's gonna be a fight. There's gonna be some crazy, something crazy go down. Every year, I have never seen it. When I've gone there, I've seen some people push people, but nothing crazy where fights break out or you see these, you know, these vines where they're just like slugging it out or just running over the clerks. Those poor clerks. <laughs> yeah, I think that that stuff happens when you get into areas where people really. I mean, they don't just want the gift. They they need it. Yeah. They just honestly, this is their only time to have anything nice for themselves. Right. And it's, you know, when they show other countries, like I was, I'm a big fan of Reddit, and I'm, you know, on my feed, and they show Black Friday in Canada, and it's just everybody casually yeah. walking. Very around. polite. Yeah. Yeah. Can- well, Canadians, yeah. Stronger middle class. Yeah. <laughs> you go to you know, Montgomery, Alabama, where... The average income's nine grand a year, and you show a fifty-five inch TV for two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. So, so is it a way for the elites to just like kind of throw us a bone and just watch oh, us fight for it? Maybe like it's is sick. it a conspiracy theory? Like I, a sick? I, I could see that. Yeah, purge type thing. Yeah, like, yeah. They have all their they have all the store feeds up. You know, they all have parties. God, that would be weird. You know, sit in their cigar rooms and they're just puffing and just laughing. It's morbid. It's dark. But it could be true. It could be true. Someone could be doing it. I'm getting out of the holiday, and I'm realizing that the movie lineup, because Thanksgiving they used to release a couple of big films. Oh, for sure. J.K. Rowling's new version of Harry Potter. It's like a prequel. What's that called? Beasts? Fantastic uh, Beasts and Where to Find Them. Thank you. Did you see it? No, not yet. I... The wife is a huge Harry Potter fan, but for some reason she's not getting on board, which I feel like is a lot for the people. Like, a lot of Harry Potter fans are kind of like, oh, God. Because it's a cash grab, right? She said, they we were done like with per- Harry yeah. Potter, and then things didn't work out, and now we're doing a prequel. Right. And people are kind of like, wait a second. Yeah, and they announced it like there was like four more coming, and everyone's like, uh. I don't know if I like the I first feel like one. I have a good pulse on, like, that, that nerd. Right air that realm where the excitement would be and it was kind of like a we don't need four <laughs> you're actually writing for a website right now right yeah, yeah. an englishman in 
uh, San Diego. So it's based off, he based his whole website off Comic-Con, but it's from a, like a British perspective, like what's important to the Brits. Yeah, he started off kind of small and now he's gotten quite a... He's yeah he's he's growing his stuff slowly. His YouTube channel's popular. He's gotten his YouTube channel up. He he used to do it on Google Hangouts, but I think that's going away. Or they're, yep. they're changing a format system in YouTube. Yeah, it's a little easier to use. Well, I don't. Google takes a lot of really good things and trashes them, but that's a story for another time. So right. you're writing <laughs> for this guy. His his. I'm doing trailers for him right now. So. You're finding yep. trailers and releasing trailers? Yeah, whenever the new trailer comes out, I just release it on his website, you know, kind of spin it to where there's you know, whatever British actors in that, and then, you know, play it. It's pretty cool. It's a lot of work, but... <laughs> yeah, you've been... You've sent me quite a few of them. They're pretty good. Yeah, I try. I'm kind of a hack at it. He's... When he touches it up, he ties it all really well, because he's, he's a DJ. He's a, a radio DJ, so mm-hmm. he kind of... He knows what he said. Like, he knows what it sounds... So you oh, put sure. the rough drafts together, he edits yeah, it, yeah. and everything comes out cherry. Yeah. I sucked at English, so. But it's coming through. Yeah. It's fun to put together, you know, the images and... Yep, and your takes are original, and he just polishes them. Yeah, yeah. And you're hoping to take this to your own site, your own stuff? I don't know. I don't know yet. Well, I I, I watched the the holiday lineup, and I was not thrilled. There was... The J.K. Rowling, Harry Potter thing, and then there was the Edge of Seventeen. Yeah, Edge of Seventeen. We saw the wife. Now they say that's John. Hughes, it's like a John Hughes esque movie, a movie for the generation. Did did it did it deliver? I, it delivered pretty good. Uh, the wife said it was me. It was her life, which is kind of funny, but uh, I think it was a pretty good. It kind of surprised me. I thought it was going to be just a teeny bopper, cliche filled movie. It was pretty good. I thought it was solid. So all ages would go and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, for sure. Now, I saw the arrival. That was amazing. I thought that oh, that yeah. would do well over the holiday, and it, in fact, did not. It, was a little, it came out a little too early, so like for maybe a month before Thanksgiving, or at the beginning of the month it came out, so it kind of it missed that. But, I mean, I thought overall that was one of the best movies I've seen in a long time. I thought it was smart of Disney to release Finding Dory. Finding Dory or the other one, the Mona? Uh, it's not Finding Nemo. It's, it's Finding fi- Dory came out a little while ago. But I thought the one it came they released out Tuesday. No, the one they released over the holidays was Mona. I think that's how you pronounce it. With The Rock. And no, that came out in the theater. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about... Oh, yeah. yeah oh, on they DVD. released it I'm on sorry. DVD on Tuesday. And yeah, was, that's kind of early. It was a big deal. Yeah. If you were ever going to release a family film over Thanksgiving with virtually no competition right. in the market, that was pretty sharp. With Thanksgiving having just occurred, the whole obligation of your time for both sides of your family and you and I, you know, we're both married, so we have our in-laws, we mm-hmm. have our own family. Mm-hmm. How did it go board. for you? Uh, well, this year, my mom was in town, so my side of the family got together. It was at my house. It was short, so it was all right. My I got a lot of turmoil right now in my family, so family events aren't fun. But once it was short, so that was that's what helped. <laughs> you have a lot of people transitioning from partners. Yeah. So there's relationships so, ending, relationships starting. Yeah, it's very hectic and toxic. Eggshells. Probably walking on eggshells. Yeah. Well... 
not at this point. It's out. It's out in the open, and it's like, it's a situation where you have to be blunt about what's going on because it's heavy. Ah, uh, that's brutal. And yeah, right over the holiday. Yeah, and then so then we went to your folks, and that's that was good. Well, it's so busy, and there's so many people. You can actually almost feel like you're not around anybody if you mm-hmm. want. I mean, you can hide in a group, basically. Yeah, yeah. You just get in a click, really, a family click. Yeah, I thought, I always feel bad for my mom because she does, you know, I was talking about this last week, she does the whole big dinner and everybody's coming from a dinner. Mm-hmm. So. And she does like, it later in the yeah, evening. And then if you don't eat, you're an asshole. Yeah, and you are an asshole. <laughs> you feel like an asshole if you don't eat. Because she's been working so long, yeah. She's got Cooking. six different pies and yeah. stuffing and turkeys and cranberries and there's potato. And I know everybody's bringing stuff as well. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to make sure everybody feels like you, you know, enjoyed what they put their time and energy into. But there's just, I mean, it's gluttonous. You just, you can't eat that much. And no. then to eat Thanksgiving dinner twice in one day, it's yeah. just, it's a lot. Yeah, last year I didn't, the last two years I haven't had to do that since my mom was out of town. And no one really can get shit together. But this year I was like, oh man, I can't eat anymore. That's probably why I got sick on <laughs> Saturday. I was too... My body's just like, what the fuck is going on? Well, you stay up late, and then you get up early in the morning, and we did, you know, we did trees. So the old family went out, we all got trees, went and had lunch, put up mm-hmm. everybody's trees, and you decorate, and then you had, you ended up going that night down to a parade in Minneapolis. No, we canceled. You did? Because mm-hmm. your mom was supposed to watch the kid, and she was like, oh, I got something going on, and she disappeared, and then timing was off. You lost your sitter. Yeah, and then so then we just decided to go to the movie Edge of Seventeen, so it worked out. So Alex won. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Uh that night I ended up doing tree decorating and putting the tree up and I I kept telling myself I'd get to these sales and I didn't get to them and then mm-hmm. Saturday, Travis we discussed the week before that Travis might come out and help with lights. Well, it's also you know, it, it it had been Travis's birthday on Wednesday, and it seems like Travis's birthday was every night of the weekend. Well, and Wednesday's also the biggest bar night of the year. He he had a wonderful time. I'm I sure. It. I was busy peeling 20 pounds of potatoes. Oh, so that sounds like a lot of fun. We didn't sync up for light decorating, and that was both Saturday and Sunday. And then we had family in town. Mm-hmm. And this four-day vacation was really busy. Yeah. I've re- I've realized that this year I was like more never I felt like it was even with the kid it's just getting him ready getting everything situated it just felt like felt like less of a four four day vacation in my mind it was so a blur I, like I was almost happy to go back to work this morning I was like oh yeah get a break yeah that's exactly <laughs> how I felt this morning and then I almost called in but I figured a lot of people are gonna call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to a well, and then I don't think you get your holiday pay if you call in on the Monday after. Uh, they don't care. Yeah, most places don't. I know My company's so relaxed. They just gave us three days off for the end of the year. So, like, Christmas week, I'll have the entire week off, just the way it's set up. It's just a different atmosphere, a different culture than what I'm used to. They must be profitable. Privately owned and profitable. Well, they're not, they're not, they're publicly owned, but it's like, tr- like hedge fund companies. Just keep trading them back and forth to build each other's portfolios. Like, all right, I'll take them these three years. They sell them back to the other guy, and they just keep building up that stock. So you guys aren't chasing profits every year? Oh, we are, but 
That's how. But they, we just give everybody a paid extra three days off every year. They give if as so long you as work they hit for your front. numbers. You work for some type of a front. They Is hit it their a real numbers. Company? It's a real company, but you hit your numbers. They give you three days off. They gave me stocks in the company. God, there's people listening to this who just fucking just hate hearing your story. I've gone through some shit, man. Where I've I've been fired from two straight jobs because of uh, company restructuring. They called it, and I, w- I didn't fit into that restructuring. If someone says that to you, you just want to murder them right now. <laughs> Especially when you mean break I don't ass. fit. Yeah, especially when the guy's like three three bill, you know, three three hundred pounds, and you know he's a piece of shit and does no work for the company. It's like, oh, you didn't fit into our plans. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, really, asshole? Thanks. When I took the job, it sounded like you really needed yeah. me to fit into the oh, plans. Oh, I'm, I'm in your corner, bullshit. Yeah, got your back, type of shit. Yeah, so yeah, I really want to take your salary and add it to my bonus. Yeah, so that was. Like, what was it, like four straight years of that? That was a pain in the ass. But now I got to this new company, so everything's going pretty good. Never I work for myself, so really I'm responsible for my own bonuses and time off. Which could be stressful and awesome at the same time. It's usually stressful because when you're not, so like, when you, funny thing is when you work for yourself and you get to a point where you're like, oh, well, I had this great month. Mm-hmm. Well, you're worried that next month's not going to be great, so mm-hmm. you never take the time off. Right. And then when you get enough money behind you, then you take care of something you've been putting off, yeah. like this jump, you either new house or a different car or a, right. uh, pay a bill off or you know whatever it is, it's a big ticket item. And so then the vacation you were supposed to take is now evaporated because you've increased the wagon size that you're carrying mm-hmm. further ripping the future prospects of your vacation away. Yeah, and then you're technically not getting paid while you're on vacation, so you kind of get you feel a little, oh, I don't want to take it. No, you don't want to take yeah. it. Yeah. And time, that's where when you look, when, when we all go home, we see whatever our paycheck's going to be. What's really happening is people further up on the food chain have identified what we think our lifetime is worth. Mm-hmm. So... This I'll spend a week of my life worry and anguish for eight hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And when someone says that to you in that manner, you're kind of like, I don't know if I give a week of my life to somebody for eight hundred dollars. Yeah, if you look at it in that perspective, right? But all of a sudden, there you are mm-hmm. getting your six twenty seven after taxes, mm-hmm. thinking, well, how do I stretch this this month? Mm-hmm. I I don't know. Uh, when it's you a work- weird game that we've set up, right? We're always continually chasing or we're just following rules so we get paid. Sad. And it's not just here. I just read that in India, uh, 1% of the population controls 57.3% of the total value of India. Wow. The wealth of India. That's, as, as it gets more and more lopsided, I mean, what's, there's one of two things will happen. Either we'll decide that whatever you're calling valuable, we're just not going to recognize anymore. You mm-hmm. know, went from salt to gems to right. whatever. Or people get violent and they just take it back. That's true. They look at the rich castle and they go, you know, 20 of us could burn that to the ground. Right. <laughs> That's what happens. Yeah. I know it sounds bad, but that revolutions are built basically... Mm-hmm. In the imba- you know the imbalance of the classes, you get yeah because it feels like the elite will take as much as they can. If they take too much, it's time to it's time to go after it, get it back. That's that's for sure the way it goes. 
yeah, it's a it's a game of poker. You know, so communism, we all sit at the table and we all have equal number of chips and nobody's really allowed to play because the ante's always so high you can't really gamble, theoretically. Mm-hmm. But the way we play poker is we all started off with five chips and then one guy showed up and he had about 25 chips. Mm-hmm. And we, to make any kind of headway at different times during the game, would go all in. Yeah. But even if he lost, he had a big enough bankroll where right. you can only go all in so many times before you know it. You've got for, this for the one, house wins. Yeah, this one guy's got all the chips, mm-hmm. and the rest of us are just trying to survive on minimum antes. Yeah, that's not gonna. It's just not gonna sustain itself. No, it's it's definitely gonna. It could boil over here, and it, you can see it right now. You can have people. You work two jobs. Yeah, well, I I work, what three jobs at least? Yeah, uh, m- m- our brother in law works three jobs. Um, I mean, you just go right down the family. They either work crazy overtime or mm-hmm. they work multiple jobs. Mm-hmm. And I grew up thinking that we were all pretty much middle class. Probably not. No, we're probably lower class impersonating middle class by having two full time yeah, jobs. Like Twenty years ago, thirty years ago, we were middle class, and now it's we're kind of slowly blending in with the rest. Yeah, I was reading the other day. The that only difference between us and the poor, poor lower lower class and us is they won't, they only will work one job, so they'll work one job, and say, or hey, aren't even afforded to work a job. Yeah, well, they'll work one job, and they're like, hey, now you got to figure something out here because I'm not going to work. Because Target would rather hire a, you know, a college-educated cashier who's working their second job so that they can produce Christmas, even though during the day they are an accountant or whatever, mm-hmm. than they would risk it on an eighteen-year-old kid. Mm-hmm. It's it's really weird. It's like there are enough jobs, there just aren't enough well-paying jobs. Mm-hmm. So now all of us work multiple jobs. Did you hear that? Well, <laughs> McDonald's is going to go since they're going to raise. The minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. They're going to go all automation at the hell at when you order. So it's going to be touch screens or from your mobile device. Someone will make your food and bring it to you, but there will be no one taking your order. Which do you continue to go to McDonald's at that point? If it's super, you know, convenient. I'm really glad you brought up McDonald's. <laughs> I am because it's. They had a thing, right? Ronald McDonald, the mm-hmm. Hamburglar, mm-hmm. this whole, you, you like stepped into this franchise world. Yeah. Have you been to a McDonald's lately? Yeah, it's really, it's not that anymore. It's something completely different. But. It's really homogenized and minimal. The furniture sucks. The mm-hmm. decor is something out of a bad 80s movie. Yeah. The personality has been completely ripped out of it. And it's like, how do you want your generic hamburger? How do you want your generic chicken nugget? Yeah, and there's no, there's not a variety in them anymore. It's kind of like, we're going to stick to what makes us money, and then everything else, you know, maybe here or there we'll add a few new tricks, but we're just going to stick to what makes us money. It's like a bottom line deal. It has no ambiance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-hmm. You, you, I've gone to the gas station and felt like there was more personality coming out of the <laughs> cold chest right. than there is when you walk into McDonald's. Yeah, it's... It's become like an autom. It's already pretty much automated. People are there, but they're really not. Yeah. But it's also dying. Mm-hmm. They closed more franchises last year than they ever have. Well, they the all day breakfast brought them back a little bit. So. 
oh, all day breakfast helped, but when you've got to start breaking your own, I mean, because that was like, you got to be here at such and such a time or no yeah. breakfast, and now all of a sudden get breakfast whenever you want to, which is, you know, nice. I'm not saying that's not nice, but it's not what it was. Mm-hmm. You know, my chicken nugget is now razor thin. Yeah. it's It reminds me of one of those uh, chloroseptic pieces of paper you just put on your tongue and immediately <laughs> it's just like, like a flavor right <laughs> it's it's not even a chicken nugget anymore. yeah yeah it's i i don't go to mcdonald's anymore just because i like to, i want to live <sighs> there's so many there were but, the quarter pounder with cheese is wonderful i'm still a fan of the big mac i like the filet of fish i did used to like their nuggets i never disliked mcdonald's i was always told it was very bad for me or that the burgers were made of mealworms right. or that the the fries were putting uh, they had such a, a purchasing power in the potato market that they were putting farmers out of business. and Yeah. I heard all that shit, but I still, the food quality was decent for fast food, and it was to a degree fast unless they wanted to piss me off and tell me to pull a forward. Cheaper. Yeah, it wasn't a million dollars. I could, you know, you could, you know, as a grade schooler, your parents could take you out for dinner on Friday, and it mm-hmm. wasn't going to break the bank. The Happy Meal. Now it's what it, I mean. If you real, if you wanted to get full at McDonald's, what's it cost? Ten dollars, twelve dollars a person. So that's dinner for four over fifty bucks, which is pretty much yeah. And we're gonna go into McDonald's, and there, it's basically a. It, it, you know, it reminds me. Of, I don't think you go into McDonald's anymore. <laughs> you just go through the drive-through. It's McDonald's at Purgatory. That's yeah. what it would. It's it's like they've stripped all of the personality, and you're just this ghostly creature wanders up to the window and hands you your change if they hand you their change and it's yeah. just really it's kind of depressing yeah mcdonald's has become depressing yeah I, I i do remember back in the day it used to be a fun place to go as a kid now it's just like do they have that anywhere anymore is there any family feature food place where when you go they want you to have a great time probably chick-fil-a Jesus Christ. No, that's not true. Yeah. This place is awesome, man. <laughs> I like their food. This is some family environment. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time you go there, really friendly people. They are really friendly. They, they come and help you out. I mean, you feel like you're wanted. There's not like a big play area for kids. There's nothing that makes it decided. Yeah, you're right. There's no, there's no play area. There's no decidedly think. thing where you walk and you're like, oh, God, I'm at Chick-fil-A. It's kind of like, how would you like your nuggets, your tenders, your chicken sandwich? No, oh, it's, it's way nicer It's a simplified than that. menu. It's way nicer than that. It's like, it's like over-the-top uh, like over politeness. But like you're saying, there's no family-oriented uh, okay. restaurants the anymore. Moment we're going to have to maybe interrupt a little bit. What's your favorite restaurant, Scott? <laughs> this is where you get mad at me. My favorite restaurant is Buffalo Wild Wings. Okay. Just no. because of atmosphere. No, no, no. I said, what's your favorite restaurant? And you wings. told me you love their wings and, wings, and it's got a great atmosphere. Yeah, that's the place I would go to. If someone's like, what do you want to go to tonight? Let's go to Buffalo Wings. Okay, so based on the fact that your favorite restaurant is nearly 99.9% atmosphere, sports and games mm-hmm. and and lots of people being loud and there's a bar and it's a good time, the food there is absolutely shit. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's yeah. the worst, and it's still your favorite restaurant. By you know, direct contrast, Chick Fil A's food is on point. So good. The atmosphere is 
is is like a church social. It's it's everyone's that's polite. Good, that's a very good I know. That's a very good comparison. It's like a church social. Everyone's it kind really of smells polite. like it. Yeah, it's a community based thing. They're not open on Sundays. Yeah, it's, it's a church kitchen. I but that's like if when I think of fast food, that's the place I want to go. Chick fil A. And I'm behind you. The McDonald's format of really trying to bring characters, bring you into a world. Even all their advertising was, there were there were certain shakes, there were certain cookies, there were apple pies. I mean, you literally there's a almost, clown. There's yeah, you walked into like this whole world a backstory. Does yeah. anybody do that? Uh, maybe Chuck E. Cheese, but I wouldn't really go there anymore. Uh, it's not the same thing. It's just kids trying to play crappy ar- arcade games. That's another thing. I went, so I've been to Chuck E. Cheese. I went to, uh, it's not Chuck and Don's, that's dog food. The other place. Oh, uh, you, oh God. I know what you're talking Dave about. And Dave and Buster's? Dave yep. What happened to video games? I think people just stopped making arcade games. <laughs> They're just you got to really work overtime to fuck up an arcade game. Yeah. When you're dri- even in the driving games, you don't feel like you're driving. No. The screen's going forward no matter what, brother. There's, yeah. There's, it, it's like you can't be that bad at these games. Like, they don't even allow you to be bad. Right. Yeah, and I just, there's nothing really there. The only, when I go to places like that, I just do, like, the sports, the shoot the hoops and throw the football through a hole. The, but the tickets, the, the value of one of those tickets is less oh, than one-tenth of one-tenth right? of a penny. <laughs> That's that's kind of insane. I think a GoPro was something like two hundred and seventy thousand tickets. Yeah, you had to spend like ten grand. <laughs> yeah, it was insane. Yeah, the the, the, the or economy get super lucky. The ticket economy is bullshit. You couldn't throw enough ski poles to get a fucking GoPro. Right. Yeah, that you're not going to get any tickets there. Wow. No, and the games were just they were some. Most of them were out of a fair, like mm-hmm. games of skill, throw a football, throw a basketball, whatever. And then there were these just throwaway games where you would put a coin. Literally, you would watch your, you'd throw your coin into a pile of other coins, yeah. hoping to push those coins off the ledge. But you don't get those coins. It's just like, you get tickets. It's like Vegas for kids, basically. But that doesn't. The payouts are shit. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't do that. Yeah, it's expensive. The all of the driving games, which they're predominantly driving or the shooter games. You have no control. It basically walks you through these various stages, and you have a couple of A, B yeah, options. Yeah, you feel like in 2016 we should have like some super immersive arcade game that just felt like right now. We feel I feel like we're playing games from ni- like from the early 90s. You 80s. are, and that's it. Nothing has progressed. They all bitched out. They yeah. saw the home console get pretty cool, that's and the true. computer games get pretty cool, and they didn't raise the bar. I miss arcade games because that was a cool place to hang out. You could get an afterburner, and the whole damn thing moved. You know, the whole carriage yeah. as you were moving, and it felt like when you turned the plane, the plane would go where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. If you were good at a particular game, and like NBA Jam, yeah. Classic. It was a great game. Mm-hmm. It was a competitive game. You had control over that game. You could put that game now with updated graphics in an arcade and it would get play. Mm-hmm. Nothing like that. No Blitz. Blitz is gone. Yeah. There's no Street Fighter. There's no Tekken. And they would tell you that those games aren't popular in an arcade form. That's true. They're not because you can go home and play them. Why aren't yeah, you that's true. jumping past what we can get at home and putting on the spectacle? Like that's a VR the whole point. Experience or I'd put two dollars into a machine if I was boxing somebody and it felt real. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go down. (laughs) I don't want to experience (laughs) a knockout. Some big guy come out the back, knock your ass out. Right. But I would be willing to pay for the upgrade to have this super sophisticated machine and to pay for it. Right. But then you got people breaking shit and can't have nice things these days. So I guess it's easier just to throw shitty games out there and just just hope you can attract somebody because what the hell, it's low overhead. So back... We'll leave that. We'll leave my video game bitch to the side. Because <laughs> it really was disappointing. $30 went incredibly fast. But even those places don't have any character or personality. And I'm saying that they have to all have, you know, jumping clowns and characters and whatnot. But they certainly didn't have anything that would really separate them outside of the fact that there was an arcade attached. Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything where you got in there and you felt like the food was decidedly different or the menu was in any way unique or better. It's just kind of really homogenized. Yeah, I and it's kind of sad for that. I mean, from our background, from what we grew up with. What's Norman going to grow up with? Exactly. I mean, basically they're just te- keeping you... I mean, you're going to stay at home and just watch Netflix and play video games. <laughs> it's going to be helicopter parenting, so you're going to have friends of yours and babysitters who want to just be all over him all the time, every one of his little moves. Mm-hmm. If you let him walk to the park by himself, the neighbors could very well call the police yeah, on you. Ridiculous, yeah. That's that's what a park is. Kids walk to a park. Right. Why would you walk with your eight year old to the park? Right. I agree. Well, with that. because everyone else thinks that you should. He can't build forts because forests are gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Neighborhoods have no 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 areas where kids can just monkey around anymore. That's true. I don't, I don't mean to sound a million years old, but when you look at what. Scott Jr. or Scott the Third's going to be doing. You're going to have to. You're going to have to put in overtime to give him these character building experiences. Uh, well, I don't. I think I'm going to have to get him in sports. I don't know. <laughs> Even sports. I just saw uh, they on the news this morning. They doctors are recommending that kids not participate in judo, karate, or taekwondo. And if they do, they'd like them to participate in a non-contact form of it. Hmm. Like shadow boxing? <coughs> like what kind of group of pussies are you going to have here? <laughs> That's not, no contact karate. Right, or... That's called dancing. When I was at, uh, I was at Black Friday at Dick's, and they had these like green shoelaces... And they said by the year like 20, uh, 27 or 2025, that high school sports would be obsolete because they can't fucking afford them. I was just like, holy shit, that's real. So buy these uh, shoelaces to support athletics. So the schools. high schools won't be able to afford sports programs in the future because they'll be so underfunded mm-hmm. and the community will be too poor to help support them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's when the pitchforks come out and they go to rich people's insane? neighborhoods and rip them out of their house. That's insane. I, when I saw that, I was just shocked. Like, how is that even possible? That's just... I don't know if it is. There's a lot of alarm bells mm-hmm. that are always rung by people that just get information and they go nuts over it. Right. Like, Trump being elected president, it's going to be weird. And most of the time amusing, like when Dan Quayle was vice president. It's going to be the most amazing time for the media because... There's so much, and right now you got so much misinformation out there on both sides of the aisle where it's like, holy shit, this is just a circus. It's going to get even worse. Because these guys can still go to jail. 
mean, it's not like they can just be cowboys. Right. They get too far outside the lines, people go to prison. People get impeached. Impeached, yeah. People don't get voted back in. Him getting elected is crazy. That's a whole different conversation, but this is, it just shows you where 54, 50, whatever, 54% of the country is right now. Like, fuck, fuck where we're going. Yeah, they just we, want change. We don't like the change that you're bringing to us just yet. Pump the brakes. And, like, they're talking about, you know, like, the white voter, and the white middle-aged man who came out and voted in droves and then they showed the numbers and it was like exactly the same as the year before yeah it's just actually the left stopped voting and that's why the right one because they still kept voting the left just like significantly stopped voting you see a lot you know because you're a dad Mm -hmm. now these things that were just sort of mildly important may impact you i know he could go down the right course of events where you're all of a sudden worried. Would Could my son be drafted? Mm-hmm. That was never a worry before. Right. Hmm. It's going to be a weird world for Norman, I think. Yeah. Making it an even weirder world for you because there's going to be no video games. <laughs> there's going to be no high school sports. Right. Black Friday's going to suck. Yeah, he's not going to experience things. It's like we're going to be sitting around a campfire talking about how it used to be. Oh, back in my day. Yeah. <laughs> back in my day, we used to we used to go to the arcade. What the hell's an arcade? You go, you put coins in a machine, you play games with your friends. Why wouldn't you just get online and talk to each other and play right there? Because well, that didn't fucking exist. You'll probably go <laughs> back to the point where you said coins and be like, what, what kind of coins? Yeah, like... <laughs> like bitcoins? <laughs> were you live when... Art, you know, King Arthur and his round table of knights and have purses of uh, coins. It's like the world has changed so quickly that it's kind of hard to comprehend for these, uh, the millennials, their so-called millennials, even though somehow I'm in part of the millennials, which I don't get the math on that. The generations are weird where they start and stop and like, yeah, 18 to 35. I'm like, 18 to 35? How the hell, how's that even possible? Well, 18 to 35. That's a big generation. There's Gener- no way they should lump in anybody born in the 80s into millennials. There's just no way. Generation X. Yeah, you're Generation X. We were supposed to be Generation X, and then they pushed us into the millennials and got rid of our whole generation. Like, fuck those guys. They're part well, of these guys. There have been budget cuts. Yeah, right? <laughs> just like, come Things on. have to go. Certain gen- weren't you supposed to be Generation Next and then next. you got rid of Next yeah, they just got and rid now of you're just a millennial all of a sudden we're a millennial we're thrown in this negative cast of people born in 84 participation trophies and you know you're an 83 or an 84 83 you're 83 so it's like you can't fail everyone has to win right you know be nice to everybody no matter what this is like holy shit it's insane well uh, do you think it's be nice to everyone no matter what because I think it's Really like oh not that, anymore passive aggressive. Not anymore. It's be nice to everyone who agrees with you, no matter what. If they don't agree with you, then they're racist assholes or vice versa or whatever. It's insane. Well, thanks for joining us on the show this week. Thanks for having me. Garage Band Cast and uh, it's fun to have an old man rant. It's nice to have you uh, <laughs> come back and fill in. We appreciate it. It was fun. All right. Well, I was James Hamilton. Scott Angus. Thanks for listening. Why don't you follow us on Twitter at When Life Attacks or Facebook When Life Attacks Podcast 
or you can look directly at our blog, which is whenlifeattackspodcast.com, where you can view our complete list of social media. If you prefer to keep it simple, you can just email us at whenlifeattacks at gmail.com. Mr. Delaney, can you work for me tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. Then you must come in the next day, I tell you. It's Black Friday. Black Friday? It's the biggest mall shopping day of the year. And since the mall is just up the street, I would like you to come out and work. On Black Friday? Oh, yeah. All right. You want me to work on Mooley Monday, too? I'm sorry? How about Nigger Tuesday? Nigger Tuesday? Is this a new holiday? You come to a brother and tell him he got to work on Black Friday? You got any idea how racist that sounds? Telling me to come in and work. What you think you own me? I never say this, I tell you. But you thought it, didn't you? You thought to yourself, oh, I'm going to lay down the law for this nigga because I put food on his table and clothes on his little nigga baby backs and he ain't going to say shit. This ain't Amistad. You shut up. You're goddamn right this ain't Amistad. Can't wait till the post office selling my disability suit because then I'm going to be out this motherfucker because I'm going to be Oprah rich. I'm going to kiss my ass. You know what? Fuck you, fuck you, and suck cock. The hell with you. <laughs>